I think some people think that if they have a C-section, then their vagina and their pelvic floor wasn't affected in any way. Yes. And we dispel that myth all the time because the fact of the the analogy that I love to use with this Mm -hmm. is it would be like if you took a bowling ball and set it on top of a mattress and left it there, let's just call it six months. When you went back and picked up the bowling ball, is the support in the springs of that mattress going to be as resilient as the other springs in the other places? No. And those Mm -hmm. springs are the pelvic floor and the tissue that are literally holding your guts up and in. Hi, I'm Rachel, owner of the Natural Birth Site, certified birth doula, childbirth educator, and midwife's assistant. And I'm Tiffany Muniz, certified birth doula, lactation counselor, and midwife assistant. Here, you'll learn all about different aspects of pregnancy, birth, and postpartum. Remember, none of this information should take the place of your care provider and is not medical advice. Birth is not a medical emergency. Thanks for listening. Hey, listeners, welcome to the Natural Birth Talk. I'm your host, Rachel. And I'm Tiffany. And we are here with Jen from Tighten Your Tinkler, and she is going to talk with us today about breastfeeding and how specifically your posture during breastfeeding can affect your whole body all the way down to your pelvic floor. But before we really dive into that topic, I'm going to let her introduce herself. Hey there, Rachel and Tiffany and all of your listeners. Thank you so much for having me today. My name is Jen Lormand. I'm a clinical exercise physiologist and a published medical researcher as per my business partner who you had on uh, Christina Walsh a couple months ago. And I am a mom of three boys. My oldest is 20 and my youngest just turned 10. My my youngest boy (laughs) turns 10 in a couple days, like on Sunday. Yeah. So I had two that recently just left for college and one that just turned double digits. So I'm having all the feels over here. (laughs) Um, Really, I got started on this path in women's health from my own experiences. I had my first baby at 26 years old and was healthy and fit and doing all of the things, marathons and adventure races and triathlons and and in really great shape and fully anticipated having an easy time recovering from birth mm-hmm. and ended up having quite the traumatic birth with my first son. He got stuck in the birth canal and by the grace of God, uh, they were able to get him out with uh forceps in a vacuum. But oh. due to the use of those instruments, I, I suffered tremendous birth injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a fourth degree tear Oof. and multiple hernias of my vagina is what I was diagnosed with at that time. Wow. Um, unbeknownst to me, God's plan was for me to have another baby <laughs> uh, very shortly thereafter, oh. and so six months after that, I got pregnant with my second son and, uh, was still, obviously my body wasn't, I don't think ready for that. Uh, and it let me know that because I had a tremendous amount of pain and discomfort, uh, umbilical hernia, very large DR, as well as vulvar varicosities, which I know you mm-hmm. ladies have to be familiar with as birth mm-hmm. workers. And, um, that caused me to have a C-section with my second. And then wow. uh, lo and behold, I got pregnant eight years after that with my little caboose. <laughs> and uh, My little caboose is the one where my body was like enough at 36 uh, delivering a baby uh, still with 
you know, those tissues Mm -hmm. just being as damaged as they were before. That's ultimately when I was diagnosed with stage two prolapse of my bladder, uterus Mm -hmm. and rectum. So that's my personal story. It's also part of the birth story of tighten your tinkler and how we became to do the work that we do now with women. But throughout that path, I was also already working with women postpartum in my private practice. Okay. And one of my geeky, exciting things that I like to focus on is biomechanics and kinesiology as an exercise physiologist. Mm -hmm. And I was partnered and working for a hospital for 10 years. And so I was getting a lot of referrals from OTs and PTs and doing a lot of corrective exercise. And one of the common threads that I was noticing with moms postpartum are injuries that was happening from improper breastfeeding ergonomics. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it it had me begin reflecting on my own ergonomics as I, because I nursed all three of my babies, um, was blessed to be able to do that because I have had friends that did not, were not able to do that uh, for different reasons. But um, it's, it's a real struggle that, you know, you have Mm -hmm. a session or two with a lactation specialist when after birth, And then I know now it's more prevalent to be able to have some private sessions, but even Mm -hmm. 10 years ago, certainly 20 years ago, that didn't exist. You know, you were sent home that's like, good luck, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you're sitting there for me at nursing my first with, you know, dealing with those birth injuries. And then on top of that, I had a baby who wasn't latching properly. I had cracked bleeding nipples. Mm -hmm. And at that point, you're just like, okay, if this baby latches, I'm not moving regardless of how I feel. Right. And, And that only further contributed to the injuries that I had sustained and really prolonged and delayed that healing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I have a lot of empathy for new moms as I know the both of you guys do. First of all, I think what the two of you do is amazing. The sacrifice (laughs) that you guys make to be with women during birth, sacrificing time and energy with your own families to me Mm -hmm. is, uh, divine love. You know, it's a representation (laughs) of the hands and feet of, of the women of, of those times that were walking close with the Lord. So much respect to the two of you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I, if you would like, I'd love to start getting into some little bit geeky explanation of how all this stuff is related to your pelvic floor and your DR and all of those things. Yes, I would love to do that. But I also want to, um, let the audience know what DR means. So I know what that means. We know what that means, Yes, but they may not um, fully understand, like totally know what that means. Yeah. So DR is just, it's a diastasis recti. It's a fancy word for separation of the abdominals, which is a super common thing that happens during pregnancy. It's how God Mm -hmm. made our bodies to really allow those uh, abdominals to separate as Mm -hmm. our belly expands with pregnancy. However, due to the demands that we have as women in today's world, uh, we're doing a lot more things. We're lifting Mm -hmm. and carrying a lot of heavy things during pregnancy. You know, postpartum society tells us like, get your body back girl and get outside and start exercising again. And Mm -hmm. like, do, 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 do. And we really need to rest and restore during this really sacred time of healing. 
And that becomes very challenging because we're all more separated from family. It's not sometimes as easy to have someone come and stay and take care of older siblings. I mean, unfortunately, that is kind of how we live. We don't have the Mm -hmm. same village that our grandmothers did. Right. So oftentimes it really uh, doesn't allow the abdominals to come back together in the same way that this used to happen for women. Mm -hmm. And when we have that separation, it's really a wound of the abdominals because you are not able, any woman that has that separation greater than two finger widths, which Mm -hmm. we have a freebie, we teach women how to properly check themselves. And I know you ladies do that for women as well. Yeah. Um, And we'll link that in the description below too. I think I linked it in the episode with Christina, but I'll link it again in this one. Um, And so what happens is when you have that separation, you also have weakness in the pelvic floor Mm -hmm. because abdominals and pelvic floor, back extensors and hip rotators, as well as diaphragm and glutes, they Mm -hmm. are all meant to work together. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's, Unfortunately, the medical system tends to uh, compartmentalize a lot of these issues, but know if you have a DR, you're also dealing with pelvic floor dysfunction, Mm -hmm. whether you're having, you know, symptoms or issues or P leaks or urgency or those kinds of things, um, you're definitely on the road there. So it's really important Mm -hmm. that we address that and proper positioning while you're nursing really can either help aid your healing or help, you know, or slow that healing process down because of downward pressure that's happening in the abdominal and pelvic Mm -hmm. cavity. Hey everyone, Rachel Manns here. And today I have something I'm thrilled to share with you guys. Imagine having a treasure trove of informative, entertaining, and empowering video content about the journey to parenthood right at your fingertips. That's exactly what you get with Informed Pregnancy Plus. For less than 25 cents a day, that's a quarter, guys, you'll gain access to a vast subscription library filled with documentary films, web series, mind and body fitness programs, workshops, and courses covering fertility to parenting and everything in between. Designed for new and expectant parents, as well as pregnancy and birth professionals, Informed Pregnancy Plus is like having a trusted BFF and doctor in one, guiding you through every step of the path to and through parenthood. A few of just my favorite titles are obviously The Business of Being Born, Empowered Mama, Belly Dance for Birth, How Fun Is That?, Ease into Sleep, The Afterbirth Plan, and The Core Connection, an extremely well-presented and informative workshop teaching you about your core and pelvic floor and how to keep them healthy. And here's the best part. For a limited time, you can gain full access absolutely free. Just visit informedpregnancy.tv to sign up. Sign up for Informed Pregnancy Plus Right now. I'm not kidding, guys. It's really going to help you out. It's my prescription for your informed and empowered parenting journey, all from the comfort of your home. Visit informedpregnancy.tv. That's informedpregnancy.tv, and the link will be in the description below. Now back to the show. Yeah, and so that's going to be, that's, I mean, that's kind of the point of the whole episode today is like how how all of this goes together and how we can kind of work on doing a better job through nursing. Because, you know, like you said, sometimes, especially with a baby that you're struggling to get latched, once you get them latched, you're like, I'm not moving. 
I was like, I know I'm sitting terribly, but like this baby's nursing and, and that is more important. And as moms, you know, that's just our instinct is to put that first. And that is true. You know, we do have to first, you know, nourish our babies, but we also have to nourish our own bodies and that can easily be done. You know, one of the easy ways to do that is through being aware of how we're sitting and how we're doing things. Yes. And obviously if you're in that new mom space of just trying to get baby to latch, put these, these tips in your back pocket because you're going to be able to implement them. But obviously we need to give ourselves some grace. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know it was really challenging for me to do that freshly postpartum, but give yourself some grace. Know that Mm -hmm. you can always correct this. You know, I always like to say our bodies are incredibly uh, amazing at healing. You know, when it has the the gentle nudge that it needs, your body is is ready to heal when you give it those gentle nudges. So Mm -hmm. it's never too late. It's never too late to begin that process. So the other, you know, thing that I think is really cool about the human body is how everything is connected. And oftentimes one of the anatomical things that I like to point out to women is Mm -hmm. the connective tissue that holds up your bladder, that fascia slings all the way around your neck, which means that if you're nursing with rounded shoulders and you got this little puppy here and you're scrolling, scrolling, and your head is down with your phone, Uh you're literally pulling the bladder is getting pulled down. So this can increase P-leaks. This can increase urgency. So simply by restacking, pulling that head back and sitting it on top of the shoulders and the pelvis can have tremendous impacts on your pelvic floor healing too, which how cool is that? Yeah. That's super interesting. Yeah. So would you like for me to get into some specific tips that you know, positioning wise, women can kind of go through this checklist to support themselves as they are, you know, nursing their baby. Yes. I think that would be fantastic. So helpful for the listeners. (laughs) Yeah. So first off, what I always like to say about this is, you know, dads love to have something to do because I know my husband, was just so kind and sweet when I was nursing and brought me water and did all these things. If you wanted to get yourself set up with a nursing station and hand over the job of getting all of these props to that nursing station, I have a feeling that your husband would be all over that. So my first tip is like outsource this little thing. Tell your husband your vision of the space that you want to be able to nurse your baby in Mm -hmm. and let them help because they desperately want to help in any way that they can. Um, And so step number one is we have to support our low back and our pelvis. Mm. Um, Obviously, you know, it has, you know, just been through a very challenging event. Yeah. Yeah, Whether you had a vaginal birth or a C-section, a natural birth or not, you know, Right. It's still all been through a lot and it still all is affected. I think I'm going to pause really quickly and say, I think some people think that if they have a C-section, then their vagina and their pelvic floor wasn't affected in any way. Yes. And we dispel that myth all the time because the fact of the the analogy that I love to use with this Mm -hmm. is it would be like if you took a bowling ball and set it on top of a mattress and left it there, let's just call it six months. 
When you went back and picked up the bowling ball, is the support in the springs of that mattress going to be as resilient as the other springs in the other places? No. And those Mm -hmm. springs are the pelvic floor and the tissue that are literally holding your guts up and in. And so, you know, Mm -hmm. walking around with the uterus heavy with a baby in it does have impacts on that pelvic floor. And also post cesarean, where you've got all the lymphatic vessels and the muscles of the deep, lower abdominals that are cut. Now you have no feeling. So it becomes very challenging to activate those muscles. And those muscles are meant to work in a coordinated fashion with the pelvic floor. Mm-hmm. And so they're not able to do that. And so that further perpetuates pelvic floor dysfunction uh-huh. after C-section. So yeah, women need to be need to know that while you might not get the same birth injuries that I did, pushing a nine pound baby, um, you know, pushing for hours and hours with my vaginal delivery and receiving those birth injuries, there yeah. are still consequences of not rehabbing or addressing these issues properly postpartum. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to proper ergonomics, the first thing that we want to address is our low back and our pelvis. And so the easy way to do that, if you're seated in a recliner, get a little kitty stool or something. I even tell some of my ladies, a couple of reams of copy paper work great for this. Mm. You just stick it underneath your feet And as you elevate the feet, what that's going to do is help the pelvis relax and get into neutral. So it's going to take a lot of strain and pulling and pressure Mm -hmm. off the low back and pelvis. Now, if you prefer to lay down, if if football hold works better for you or Mm -hmm. sideline, then what I'd love for you to do is if you're on your back and football hold, place a pillow underneath your knees, that's going to have the same Mm. impact. If you're doing it sideline, place that pillow between your knees sideline, like Mm -hmm. all of those great pregnancy pillows to keep that pelvis in neutral. That's going to have a really tremendous impact on that pressure that we've been talking about um, in regards to helping your DR heal better Uh and your pelvic floor. Because we were talking about this a little bit before the call, but when you're in an uncomfortable position and you're experiencing pain from a neuromuscular perspective, what happens is we have these two states, we have our rest and digest state Uh and we have our fight or flight state. And when Mm -hmm. you're in acute pain and discomfort, the body, and I know you guys know this because birth, you're like fighting the fight or flight Uh response, right? Mm -hmm. To get back into that rest and digest. Well, it's the same thing here. And so we, if, if we can mitigate some of those pain points, then being in that rest or digest state, your energy is going to be different, which means that you're going to be calmer and our babies absorb that energy, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if you're, maybe if you're struggling to get baby to latch, or if you're having a situation where I was with my second, where every two minutes, he would pop off my boob and look up at me. And it was like, (laughs) I felt like all I did for like six weeks was pretty much nurse 24 seven. It could be your energy, you know, and so making sure that you're a little more comfortable, a little more relaxed, 
mm-hmm. can really change the energetic state of your baby as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know so every time people want. say like, oh, your baby can feel your energy. I just get a little bit irked, not at the person saying it, but just at the whole system. Cause I'm like, I wish when your baby felt that you were stressed, it would trigger them to be calm. <laughs> <laughs> like a not, little reciprocal effect. Right? Like <laughs> not trigger them to stress you out more. <laughs> Yes. Like, come on, this should be a two-way street. I know that's not how it actually works. Work with <laughs> what does me that make here? more sense? <laughs> I think God did mess up on that on that part. I don't say that very often. <laughs> but, but yeah, I think I, I really do. It's amazing because, you know, you have like I had some aunts and my grandmother who just had this like calm, nurturing energy mm-hmm. and like my, my number two had a lot of reflux and other issues that we didn't learn about till months down the road, but he was just my fussy colicky baby. Yeah. And when I would ever, I would hand him to them though. It was like the calm. I'm like, okay, give (laughs) what, what is this? Like what, what, what kind of magic are you doing here to my baby? Right. Right. Energetic state. So anyway, tip number two from an ergonomics mm-hmm. perspective is once you're supported in the low back and the pelvis, we we need to talk about the rest of the spine, right? So from that sacrum all the way up to C-spine and the neck, yeah. we want to make sure that we're stacked with our ribs over our hips. Mm-hmm. That's going to be tough postpartum without some assistance because your core is so weak. Those postural yeah. muscles are weak. And so what we always recommend is just some nice firm pillows turned tall ways behind you. If you're sitting up now, if you're laying down, you're good. If you're laying down in that football hold, you're good. Um, If you're laying on your side, you want to make sure that the height of that pillow isn't too high because that can create some kinking in that mid back. But Mm -hmm. if you're seated in a recliner, which was my, Um, position of preference, you want to make sure you've got some pillows that you can turn tall ways behind you that are firm. They shouldn't be too soft. Uh, And then if you're in that recliner, just tipping yourself back ever so slightly using gravity to assist again, because we want to help reduce that downward pressure through the Mm -hmm. diaphragm and on that DR. Mm -hmm. That's going to be really, really important. Uh, to be able to heal properly. And I think most of us do the opposite. Like we all lean forward. And so yeah. we're probably like so much yeah. more pressure. Cause you know, I always say like, bring your baby to the breast. Yes. Don't bring your breast to the baby. And then of course, mm-hmm. you know, I do. And it so my tip for being, bringing baby to breast is I know I nursed with boppies and all the ladies yeah. that I've still worked with, they use their boppy pillow for that, but you really need to stack like I used to stack three or four pillows up on my lap before putting that boppy on top of it. Mm -hmm. And that's how you're going to really get baby up to breast. And you have to play with it because if you've got Mm -hmm. a bigger baby, like my babies were big and they were long. And so if they're heavier, they're going to sink those pillows down. So you really have Mm -hmm. a little trial and error here of how many pillows do I need? The same with like considering like your breast size, like if you're larger breasted say, versus yes. smaller breasted and, yes. you know, the yep. shape and, you know, there's you like you said, you got to play with it a little bit. You do mm-hmm. and give yourself 
grace. There's mm-hmm. a theme there. Give yourself some grace because we don't all just become mothers and all of a sudden know how to do all this stuff. You still wouldn't that be great. You know, it's like Christina cracks me up. Like she talks about her first birth story and how she kept telling her midwife, like I've never, they would ask her a question. Like, do you want this? And she's like, I don't know. I've never done this before. <laughs> it's like, that's, that's the thing. Like, I don't know. I've never done this before. So right. give yourself some grace to play with these things. Well, and we live in a culture that doesn't talk about this very often. Right. No. You know, we don't, because we've lost that village. We don't see our mothers or our neighbors or our, our cousins or whomever. We don't see them doing these things. Mm-hmm. So it really is a foreign idea for most of us. The only idea we yeah. have is what we see on TV. And that's, you know, 80% of the time or whatever, that is not even close to accurate. And yes. so it really is like, not only have we never done this before, but we've never really seen this before. Seen it. Most yeah. of us. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think, you know, a lot of women are seeing you know, again, the perfect images on the perfectly curated images of, you know, the sweet, precious time of these ladies with their babies on Instagram, and they've got the carrier and they just cook their homemade bread and they're nursing their babies while they're Mm -hmm. doing it in this wonderful time. And that wasn't that time period for me. It was a very Mm -hmm. stressful time. It was a very hard time. And I sure wish that Uh, I would have given myself more grace Mm -hmm. to recognize I had big, heavy babies. Mm -hmm. I had a very large DR and I had pelvic floor injuries. And if, if that is you Mm -hmm. nursing in a carrier, isn't going to help your body heal walking around with a heavy baby with all of those things happening in your body isn't going to heal. And I know Mm. as women in today's culture, we, we want to multitask. Mm -hmm. However, this isn't a time that you need to be multitasking with, you know, trying to nurse and cook dinner and do laundry. And I mean, I get it. Like when I had my third baby versus my first baby, you have other kids that you have to take care of. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's also taking a step back of taking care of yourself so that you can be you can heal and be more present with your entire family. Sure. Well, and there's a, an aspect, this is a little off topic, but there's an aspect of mental preparation that goes into what you're talking about too, because, because we don't just want to multitask. We're told we're supposed to. Yeah. Right. And most of us have a really hard time. A lot of us have a really hard time just sitting and being and counting breastfeeding as doing something. Mm -hmm. And I hate that because we are just supposed to sit and rest and let everybody else do whatever. But some of us, like you said, we don't have that support. But even if we do have that support, so many of us struggle with that because we're like, I got to be doing something. I got to get up. I'm not good at resting. Okay, Mm -hmm. well, start. If you are pregnant, start preparing yourself now to be good at resting (laughs) Yeah, because it's important. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And that is really a challenging, I think, especially with the younger women in their 20s who are having their first babies. They've really been raised in this culture of doing and, you know, seeing on Instagram and other, you know, TikTok and whatnot. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lady that we follow and she's she's 12 weeks postpartum and has washboard abs again. But what wow. you see is that she had a night nurse. So she was yeah. never, she was not the one getting up with her baby in the middle of the night. Right. Yeah. So if you're if you're not getting enough rest, uh, right. it's going to be hard for your body to heal, let alone get an hour workout in every single 100%. day. Yeah. Yep. So I, I just, I, I love this conversation so much. I think it's incredibly mm-hmm. important. It's- 
Yeah, it's really sad that it's just become like the cultural norm for, I I mean, I think it's called like hustle culture, right? Like, you know, yeah, yeah, that like bounce back. um, Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard the term. I don't think I've ever heard the term hustle culture, but that has to be because that's what it is. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. yeah. Like we just, yeah, we feel like we can't rest. You're right, Rachel. We feel like taking care of our baby, feeding our baby Mm -hmm. aren't doing things Mm -hmm. when that's, yeah, that's what we should be focused on. Yep. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's also boss babe culture. Yeah. 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 (laughs) You know, and, uh, and thinking that we can do all the things well, Mm -hmm. uh, is yeah. a real disservice in my opinion, but that's a whole sure. other conversation right? <laughs> right, right, <laughs> I can have with you. <laughs> we could talk about that for hours. Right. <laughs> so my, my last tip that I want to give your moms here in regards to breastfeeding ergonomics is look, with all that being said about multitasking, yes, look, we nurse how many, t- it's, it's 1800 hours average that we're nursing our babies within the first year. So you're spending a lot of time in this position Mm -hmm. and some of it, we're going to want to get our grocery into order into Walmart, right? We're going to want to like purchase a couple of Christmas gifts and other things online. Mm -hmm. So I get the need to like scroll or having the time to respond to text messages and emails and all those things. But when you're doing that, it's, you know, we have a tendency to look down mm-hmm. and pull the head forward. I, I was totally to... just doing that, listeners. Like, I know we can't see the video, but I've been sitting yep. here texting a client as we're recording, and I'm totally like looking down at my phone, doing all the things Jen just said not to do. Yep. So good Same. that A plus for you for recognizing it because that's step <laughs> one, right? But then it's you. You really want to, as you notice, oh my goodness, this is pulling on my neck. This doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. Bring that phone up to face. And we haven't really had an opportunity to talk about wrist stuff that happens post pregnancy, but carpal tunnel is a very common condition yeah. that pops up at the end of pregnancy and in those postpartum stages. And so you really want to make sure you've got a, like a loopy case or a pop socket or something on the back of that phone where when you hold it up, you're not breaking or flexing at that wrist. You can keep the wrist nice mm, and straight. Okay. And again, when you're thinking about alignment, I just, you know, I have three boys. So Mm -hmm. I think about blocks, right. And like, you know, the giant Lego towers that used to live in my living room for, for long periods of time, but (laughs) you want things stacked on top of one another. So it's head stacked on top of shoulders, ribs stacked on top of hips, and then knees stacked on top of feet. You know, that is really great posture to have. Mm -hmm. And again, I said, look, it's going to take time to be able for your body to hold you there, you know, you Mm -hmm. have to give yourself that eight to 12 week period as you're healing because your core is weak Mm post-pregnancy, but just beginning to get yourself in that position. Again, we talked about the body's really amazing healing ability. Your, your body's going to start to activate those muscles again and start to have Mm -hmm. some muscle memory as to, Oh yeah, I remember how to do this when you put it in that position. So it is worth the time and energy. It's going to accelerate your healing. It's going to create hopefully more of a rest and digest state for you where your body's, Mm -hmm. you know, putting off really good energy to the baby Mm -hmm. and making it a more peaceful and joyful experience. 
And hopefully, uh, if you've got urgency or pee leaks or any of those things going on, and you're noticing that your head is always forward, mm-hmm. if you do a, a check-in, hopefully some of this will help reduce that downward pressure there. We have another program that I think Christina talked about when she was on that does address, like if you are acutely having pee leaks and those things, we have a program, an at-home okay. program that can address that stuff. Awesome. Uh, I will put a bunch of links in the description below because I think that this is a topic that is so, so, so important. And, Mm -hmm. you know, some people may prefer to go see a public floor physical therapist in person. Some people, you know, everybody has different preferences, but also not everybody has those options. And, you know, from what you, Jen and Christina have told me, you know, it's not 100% necessary to go see someone in person a lot of the time. So if you're at a place where you don't have anyone good local, or you don't want to leave the comfort of your home, you want to be able to do it from home, or also just the cost difference, maybe insurance doesn't cover in person. You know, this online program for so many reasons is just such a benefit and so incredibly helpful, you know, such a good resource. So all of those links will be below. Do you have anything else you want to say before we finish up? Um. Just this has been a real pleasure. I think Christina mentioned in her session, I'll go ahead and tell folks where they, if they're, if this kind of, you know, resonated, they're looking for mm-hmm. more information, you can find us on YouTube. We have a lot of teaching videos on YouTube. Uh, you can come hang out with us on Instagram. We, you know, our name is Titan Your Tinkler, Silly Name, Serious Results. And while mm-hmm. we are clinicians, we are published medical researchers, we try to lighten the mood. The stuff is super heavy. So mm-hmm. we try to keep our tips and tricks and teachings practical yet joyful when possible. That's great. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that's where you can find more of that. And if, you know, you're kind of thinking, man, some of the stuff that Jen was talking about kind of resonates with me. I'm wondering if, if this is an issue for me, we do offer this Mm -hmm. five minute root cause quiz where you can kind of see where you compare with our research participants. And Mm -hmm. if this is something that you really need to look into and address. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. Everything will be linked below. We really enjoyed having you on, Jen. Yes, thank you so much. Pleasure. You ladies are awesome. Oh, thank you. Well, (laughs) we think you you guys are too. That's why we're letting you your your business come on a second time. So, (laughs) thank you. All right, listeners. If you guys have any questions at all, you can message message me at contact at the naturalbirthsite.com. And hey, you know, if you feel up for it, go ahead and leave a review on our podcast on whatever platform you're listening on and definitely go ahead and check out tighten your tinkler as well because they really are such a resource thank you again for listening and we'll talk to you guys in the next episode bye hi rachel mans again if you want to learn more please subscribe to and rate this podcast and head over to the naturalbirthsite.com to check out our online natural birth education course birth story blog youtube channel and more